0: Welcome to the Teaching with Inquiry live podcast replay, fitting it all together to make inquiry based learning accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning. We are continuing with week. Of our summer literacy series. And for today's video, we are going to talk about the goals of a literacy program for the junior grades. So, literacy in the junior grades, grades four to six, is going to be a bit different from perhaps your goals of primary. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of talk about literacy is really rooted in primary and there doesn't seem to be a lot of talk or pd from school boards or even the ministry when it talks about what the language program actually looks like for junior students and our goals for those junior students are going to be different from that of primary. So if you've taught grade four, you're probably familiar with the shift that happens for students when they enter grade four. In primary, we are focusing on teaching our students how to do things, how to read, how to count, how to add. The shift when they go into the fourth grade is Beginning to apply the things they've learned into new contexts. Now, this is the same with our literacy program as well. The one, there are four major goals of a literacy program for the junior grades. The first is to move from the literal understanding of what they're reading and writing into a deeper understanding. It is really about getting them to make meaning from what they're reading and being more flexible with what it is that they're writing and learning to write for different text forms based on their purpose of writing. The second goal for junior literacy programs is to build up a student's thinking skills. We need to be focusing here on the metacognitive piece and getting them really to listen to that voice inside of their head and understanding what thinking is actually happening. We want them, again, to deepen their understanding and become aware of those thoughts and feelings that they're having when interacting with texts and other aspects of literacy. The third goal of a literacy program for juniors is motivation. We want to maintain motivation, especially when we are going to be asking them to go a little bit deeper, get a little bit more invested in the things that they're doing. We want to maintain that motivation. We want to see them look for the Power that lies within our literacy program and the application of using the reading and writing skills that they're learning in schools and learning how it applies to the world around them, as well as how the what power they're given from learning those literacy skills. We need to make sure that literacy doesn't come across for students as a chore, but that there is a purpose in how they are using their communication skills. And the fourth, because in junior, we are transitioning eventually into a middle into the middle school, high school, seven, eight to nine to 12. We are looking at getting them to think deeper, do a bit more, and do that independently. While they are building their independent work skills, one of the other areas that we need to focus on within this goal is getting them to set goals and be able to make a plan as to how they're going to achieve them. Because we want them to be able to have that independent, skill set to know that if they need to be able to do something, they can set that goal. And then how are they going to go about achieving that goal without the goals necessarily being ours as the teacher? We want the students to take on more ownership of those goals and to really make them part of their own success story. So if those are our goals, how exactly do we get our literacy program to achieve them? Well, I've got a few suggestions about different practical things that you can do that will help you to accomplish those goals within your classroom. Now, the first is that our literacy program really should be rooted in a comprehensive literacy model. Now, a comprehensive literacy model isn't the what of what we're teaching. It's the how we're going about teaching it. And this is making sure that our literacy program meets those goals that are outlined for junior students. It means that our literacy program is responsive, continuous, We understand that reading and writing need to be purposeful and meaningful for students to be engaged in the learning. And we also want to develop self-directed learners, which goes back to those goals. Now, through there, we're also going to be using a gradual release of responsibility model, because this is also going to be a key to effectively meeting those goals. So when you have a literacy program that is rooted in using the gradual release of responsibility model, we understand that learning is about getting students from point A, which is where they are now, to point B, which is where we need them to be when we're ready to evaluate them. So when we're using a gradual release of responsibility model, I want you to think back all the way to Teachers College when you had, say, Educational Psychology 101. And remember Piaget and his zones of proximal development and understanding that we cannot just simply give students instructions on a new concept and expect them to be able to follow it. It's going to take a few attempts. It's going to take some lessons. It's going to take some help and instruction and a few trial and error errors throughout, along the way for them to master that. So if we know that that is how students learn, well, that's gradual release of responsibility. We know that in our classrooms, we need to have whole group, small group, and independent activities. And within that, we have different forms of teaching that we can plug into those three different types of teaching so that we can do both modeled and shared activities for our whole group lessons. We can do small group lessons of guided reading or writing. And then there's going to be independent activities where we're going to be doing things like independent writing through a writer's workshop or also a reader's workshop is all going to be embedded into that gradual release of responsibility. And later this week, I'm going to go into more detail about the gradual release of responsibility as I'm going to reshare a previously aired video on that topic. So stay tuned for that to get into a bit more detail about gradual release of responsibility and how it relates to your comprehensive literacy program. Remember those goals. Moving from the literal to the deeper understanding, to build thinking skills, to increase motivation, and to build independence, persistence, and grit within our students. So what are we going to do and how is that going to look practically in our classroom? Well, the first thing I always focus on is looking at Choosing quality resources. So if I'm choosing quality resources that have the capacity for discussion that allow me to dig a bit deeper than perhaps what they have done in primary, where we're just learning kind of the literal comprehension in junior, we're looking a little bit beyond the text and we're also looking at the interplay of some of those comprehension strategies as they fit and work together. We want students to begin to listen to that inner voice that's inside their head that allows them to have emotional reactions when they're reading. So when students laugh or smile or cry or get angry or upset over something we're reading, to get them to understand that that's them connecting to the text and getting them to understand that thinking and thinking about thinking that metacognitive piece while they're reading, that's a key component of a junior program. So for example, some of the books that I like to read, this is one of my favorite books. Um, she's a whole series by Katherine Atoshi, and it's a very simple book. In fact, you could read this book in a primary classroom and do completely separate activities based on the themes because there's multiple layers of meaning within this book. So one of the focuses for a junior grade classroom is to not simply just look at the numbers and the fact that there is some social emotional issues where it says zero was a big round number and when she looked at herself she just saw a hole right in her center. Well in primary she sees a hole right in her center. But in junior, we can talk about that hole as being a part of them and feeling the emptiness feelings and feeling like they're not whole and what that actually means and the double meaning of those words. So in junior, we're going to go a little bit deeper with this text. Now, when I am looking at those read alouds, I want to focus on sharing because I'm doing the reading here. So this is going to be in that gradual release of responsibility. This is where I'm going to model for students what I'm thinking. Now, this is key. If I want my students to begin to think deeper, I need to model for them what that looks like. I need to show them and kind of walk them through that process. I need to share with them the things I'm thinking, the comprehension strategies that I'm using. In fact, I'm going to start looking at comprehension strategies and how they interplay with one another as opposed to teaching about them separately in silos or and contained units. I want to show students how the various comprehension strategies interplay with one another to help us construct meaning. So when in our literacy program we are choosing texts that allow us to read a little bit deeper into some of the meaning behind those texts, it allows us to model for students that skill set that we really want them to accomplish and being able to make meaning, think deeper, and listening to their thinking. A lot of students, when they're reading, either are not aware of them actually thinking it because it just comes naturally. Some of them aren't maybe so great at hearing themselves think or recognizing it when they think. And we have other students that struggle with making this comprehension, I related a lot to reading a university textbook that may have been pretty dry, and where you can get three pages into the chapter, and all of a sudden, you realize that your brain has been thinking about something completely different, all the while your eyes have been reading the text on that page. So our students do these things too. So we have to teach them how to tune into their thinking while they're reading so that they can actually dig a little bit deeper beyond that literal, well, first this happened, then this happened, then that happened. We want them to go beyond the text and do some inferring and look at how the interplay with predictions, connections, and questions interplay with all of that. Now, another strategy that you can use to help accomplish these goals for junior is to use a lot of voice and choice within your language program. Now, because we want our students to be motivated and we want them to build some independent work skills, integrating voice and choice into our literacy program is going to be an important feature. Now, I want you to think back to your own educational journey and try to remember a few projects that you had as a student and evaluate whether or not the most meaningful products were related to your ability to choose their topic. For me, I can very clearly and distinctly remember choosing the Yukon territory as my focus for my project diorama in grade three, and I remember picking it because it reminded me of the potato, which of course sounds like a very grade three thing to do, but I still remember that all these years later, and the amount of choice that I had and why that was so meaningful. I also remember the time I was allowed to choose pizza as the topic for my speech, or even learning about elephants. In high school, I remember that the best book I read was the one I got to choose. So these are things that we need to remember when we're planning our own literacy instruction. If our goals for a junior student are to increase motivation and to build independent work skills, one of the easiest ways that we can embed that for students is through voice and choice. So what does that actually look like in the classroom? For independent work, it could simply mean that they will choose what center they're going to work on when. It also could mean that you provide choice boards for writing their responses to reading. So you have a choice of questions that they can respond to instead of you picking one question, you have maybe nine questions that they can choose from, and they will choose the question that they have something to actually say about instead of necessarily just writing the question you think they might have something to say about. You can also embed choice through independent reading, where you let students choose a book that's meaningful for them to read instead of assigning them a book to read. If it's not really that important that they read the book that you choose, why not let them choose their own books? And finally, for writing, you can embed choice by actually letting students choose what they write all year long. Now, that sounds, if that's not something you've done, that might sound a little bit radical. But here's where the idea came for me. Years, a couple years ago, Genius Hour was a really popular trend that was happening in education, probably as trendy as making a Bitmoji classroom is right now. But Genius Hour was something that teachers were doing. And I always wondered to myself why teachers were doing Genius Hour as a aside activity. So it wasn't part of science. It wasn't really part of social studies. It was just like an extra period once a week that they would do. And I wondered why that was happening. Because to me, writing and looking at something they wanted to learn more about I can assess their writing skills if they have the choice of what they're writing. So why not mix the concept of Genius Hour into my writing program and letting students actually choose each and every time what it is they're going to write about? I knew myself as a teacher that I could find their skills as a writer through what they wrote for me. So I wasn't worried about assessment. Now I'll be honest, most teachers question when you have lots of choice in your writing program exactly how they're going to set assess because they might not have a rubric for everything. You can look at a student's piece of writing and be pretty clear as to what it is they've done well and what it is that they need to work on. Now, there might be a lot that they need to work on initially. But what I end up doing is I have a set of rubrics that I will look at. And those rubrics are for text forms, not for genres. But students will get to write with whatever text they would like. Then I conference with them. And through these conferences, I am able to recognize where students are and where they need to go next. And that leads me into my final strategy for helping us accomplish a language program for junior students. And that is goal setting and conferencing. Now, I really think it's important that we teach our students how to set a goal and how to make a plan and how to achieve their goal. And they need us to help them through that. So initially, it might be me taking the lead on what their goal will be and i will give them a selection of goals so i have a goal board for writing and we have goals as a reader and we look at where they are what they did really well and where they need to go next and i do that through conferences so one of the reasons it's so important that i have centers in my language program is so I can do two things. One is guided reading and the other is writing conferences. I really want to be able to read my student writing and help them to push just a little bit further and accomplish the goals that I have set out. So I generally will have a goal board or writing goals behind me. And my goal is to get them to accomplish all the goals on the writing board. So I look at where they are now and where they need to go next and what goal we need to work on next. And by the end of the year, if we can accomplish all of those goals, which are tied to the curriculum expectations, then I have a pretty good understanding of how they're functioning as a writer. And when they come to a writing conference, I have already read their piece of writing. So we really have a smaller amount of time or a window to really talk about their strengths and needs. I have them fill out a feedback form. So when they finish their writing, they fill out a form that they bring to the writing conference. And this goes over one of the things, they summarize what they wrote, they talk about what they think they did well, and they talk about what they think they need to do next. And we talk about that, and then I will write my comments based on their description, and we make a plan together as to what I wanna see the next time they write. And my goal for them is that they accomplish their goals, that they are able to push themselves to kind of check off on the goal board which goals they need to work on and what it is that we need to continue to push them to do in their own writing. So these are kind of concepts that we can use that help us to accomplish those goals for junior students. Junior literacy does look different from primary literacy. And knowing what our goals are, knowing what our purpose is when we are instructing our students at the junior level is going to be key to developing a literacy program that works for the students that we have in front of us. So I hope that this was an informative video and stay tuned for later this week because I'm going to be talking about the gradual release of responsibility, differentiation and universal design, as well as why I don't teach units when I am teaching writing. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget that on Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, we are going to be having another live Q&A session to talk all about the literacy program for junior grades as well as the why and how we teach it on Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you join the Teaching with Madly Learning Facebook group, you will be able to join us for that conversation. That live Q&A is only happening in that group. You can also find that link by going to www.madlylearning.com. And at the very top, it says join my Facebook group and you can click there and get the link to the group there as well. So thank you so much for joining me and we will see you all throughout the week as we're continuing to talk about literacy. And I can't wait to connect with you live on Friday at 11. See you then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Inquiry live podcast replay. You can find the links, resources, and more information from today's episode at www.teachingwithinquiry.com. Don't forget, you can always catch this show live on Facebook every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Madly Learning Facebook page. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Inquiry live.